I am going to go to the bathroom so you can entertain the chat room for 20 seconds. Oh, God, you're the worst. Go. Go do your thing. I've gone. I'm walking away. I'm going to tell you a little story. Please. So we are recording this episode a little bit earlier than usual even. So as we're recording, uh, our episode number 56 came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Right? So we're recording on Monday. Uh, and that's because I'm going to be traveling for the latter half of this week. So I woke up this morning and was I, well, one of the first things I do every day. I just scroll through my lock screen for notifications. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of Twitter notifications of followers. Do you still get follower like, notifications, push notifications? My phone is always on Do Not Disturb. So I only ever see them on my lock screen. That's fair. You know, so they're just there. I never get, they don't come to my watch. I don't get any kind of notification about it. They just sit there on the lock screen. So okay. it gives me, uh, it gives me a, a touchstone for events like this morning, mm-hmm. right? Because I saw I had lots of new followers. Mm-hmm. So I was very surprised by this. So I opened uh, an app that I use called BirdBrain. Okay. BirdBrain is an app that tracks this kind of stuff. It is like a Twitter following application. And I gained 3,000 followers overnight. Well, congratulations. Uh, Is that because of... Oh, no. No congratulations. This is no cause for congratulations. Oh, uh, I'm sorry? So I started looking through my uh, Twitter mention stream. I was like, obviously something's happened. Mm -hmm. I became a millionaire overnight. My life has changed. Okay. Someone bought followers for me. Uh, I'm not sure if that's adorable, weird, or both. I am not massively happy about it. <laughs> why Why you and not me? Not that I'm like jealous. It's just that's a peculiar choice. Because they listen to our conversation. So Yeah, but I was the one, I was the one who brought up bu- the buying of followers, though, I thought. Yes, but they have done it, so I beat you. Ah, yes. Right? That this, makes this far more sense. This is what I sense. assume mm-hmm. is occurring here. Mm-hmm. So a listener of this show has bought 3,000 followers for me, so I now eclipse you. But there's a couple of things about this. Uh, so I appreciate the, that person doing something, and, and I assume good intentions and or a joke, right? Mm-hmm. It's funny. But there's a couple of things about this. One, I now have no achievement. What do you mean you have no achievement? There's, I haven't achieved that. Oh, is, okay. There is no achievement here in a sure. goal that I have had for many years, which was to beat you. <laughs> but the other thing is, if somebody goes to my Twitter profile now, they're going to think that I did it. Because it's very clear that these followers are weird. Yeah, I was looking through them earlier when Mike was trying to tell me that he would he was not going to talk about this until the show. And I was looking at your followers, and I noticed quickly that pretty much all of them um, had large, very large following counts. And very low followers counts. Mm-hmm. Suspiciously low followers counts, um, which made me think something was amiss. So I wanted to try and do something about this. So obviously there are tools that can buy followers. I wanted to see if I could find a tool to block people at mass. Mm-hmm. Doesn't exist. Oh, well, of course not. So there are things like blocking lists, which is a new thing, but they're like for harassment. The lists are like all harassment people. Uh, I tried contacting Twitter support. They don't care about anything. You go If you email them, 
It sends you a, a reply that says, we don't look at this email address, you have to go to our website. The online system tries everything to try and turn you away from contacting them. And then when you do submit something, they say that they don't answer requests. In, like They very rarely will answer requests. So cool. I don't expect Twitter will be able to help me with this. So I spent a significant amount of time this morning del- like blocking a bunch of people. Because what I've tried to do is to remove a few hundred of accounts that are just like eggs and stuff. Because there's nothing I can do about this now. I now have these 3,000 followers. But I wanted to try and make it so if people look at my list, they're less likely to see this. So mm-hmm. I know that this person tried to do something funny, uh, but I don't think I I don't really appreciate it. But I don't want to say that that person's a bad person, and I please beg everyone out there, please don't do this. Like, yeah, this I don't want, and there's nothing I can do about this. This has happened to me now, so I'm now just going to have to move on from it. But please, please don't do it. Well, I'm sorry, I've kind of implicitly. Well, no, because this was a fun little thing from our show. But what this has made me realize, uh, so I don't know how I feel about this because this show is all about us being honest to each other. But now this is the kind of thing where I'm like, I don't know if I can be anymore. I don't know if I can Mm -hmm. be as honest Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. this show as I have been in the past Uh, because I don't want stuff like this happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would feel the same way if I were you, and and you sound as though, and I think I would feel as though I was a little bit violated. Again, whoever that it is that did this, we're not saying that you were ill-intentioned, just like Mike said earlier. It's not that... It, no, because people are trying to... They're getting involved in the joke between the two of us. And on the face of it, it's very funny, right? Because I beat you now, right? Right, right. But my issue is not even so much that the the goal is missed because like whatever like i'll just remove 3000 and whenever i make that point i've still won right so if i ever get to be 3500 ahead of you then sure. job's done but the thing is is it's it's the opinion that other people may have of me now yeah if by looking at this because people look at this stuff mm-hmm. uh and i can't find a way to fix this so in about a month it's not going to be a problem anymore because no one's going to go that far back. I will have brought on enough people like over time that it will be too far to scroll back, right? So let's say in a month's time, maybe two months' time, there might be another couple of hundred people in there uh, because I will lose people, gain people. That's kind of the way it goes. So it won't be an issue. But until then, it's like, what do I do now? I've been genuinely considering like over the last six hours changing my bio to, to be say like, to be someone bought me 3000 followers <laughs> and I didn't I didn't want it I'm so sorry yeah oh, I God. didn't want it it happened to me cuz yeah. I really don't want people to think that I've done this so I'm I'm trying to weigh this up in my mind if anybody knows any tools that can help me do this uh great like all, all I need is something to go like cuz now it's too difficult right cuz if I could have done this this morning I was looking for a tool that could be like block everyone who followed me in the last 24 hours right there's going to be a couple mm-hmm. of people that are going to get caught up in that but not that many but now it's going to be too late because i'm going to be blocking people because i've had like another five or six followers today which are real people i don't want to block those people but now i need to try and do something that's like because there are tools that can do th- things similar to this like there's a there's a tool called block together um which is for harassment and it does things like uh, block people who have at replied me that have less than X amount of followers. So I would like to do like 
block people who have lower than five followers and follow more than 900 people. Mm, mm. I would like to be able to do that because that could take that out. Right, that that is most likely. I expect the Venn diagram of people that will affect that are genuine is small enough that I'm happy with it. Right, right. I think that because there are going to be people that follow me that that have one follower, but they probably don't follow a thousand people. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like the amount of people that I would go that would, would I would lose in that that would would be okay, and then I would just monitor uh, at mentions to me via a different account for like a couple of days to see if I've caught up some people in this, you know? I'm in a bit of a crisis now. Uh, and see, cause the thing is, it, I was worried in talking to this that I was going to, that I might invite more people to do this. Yeah. That is a real concern that I have now. So like, I, I'm really just, I'm hoping that the people that listen to the show are not going to play a joke on me now because they know I'm affected by it. Or either of And us. in the same way, I expect that the person that did it I'm either never going to hear from them again or they're going to contact me to apologize. And and I'm not looking for an apology from this person because I expect that they did this with good intentions and they were playing a joke. They're having fun, which is fine. I don't, you know, whatever. But now, like, I really don't want this to happen to me. But my concern is talking about anything on the internet that now it's going to happen to me. I'm going to wake up uh, next week and I'm going to have another 10,000. Yeah. And I don't know what to do in that scenario. Yeah, that's really tough. And, and just to double down on what Mike just said, um, you know, mistakes are fine. Nobody, you know, I don't think anyone realized. Like, if that had happened to me, I don't know that I would have thought it through in the way you have. And I think you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. But but um, I, I don't wish for myself to receive bought followers. I don't wish for Mike to, to receive any further bought followers. So if you're listening to this and thinking, ha-ha, I'm going to get involved in this game and I'm going to get Casey even with Mike, no, please don't. That's that's not we, we we have heard the joke. The joke is no longer funny, whether or not it ever was funny. Um, but Pillow yes. Pie has said in the chat room, uh, the word violate, it seems a tiny bit harsh. Let me try and qualify that. So violated is a harsh word, but I can't think of another word that better sums up the scenario because something has happened to me that I don't want to happen and I can't do anything about like it has happened to me like and that's it that's what that is the the outcome is like this thing has happened and i don't want it but there's nothing i can do about it does that make sense no oh, totally I, I again i don't know if i would have thought of it that way if if i'd woken up with a whole bunch more followers and then looked through them and was like well something's afoot here well well but having now thought about it more because of what you've just said i do agree with you and i do think you're right and i think i would feel violated because my, my thing is, I don't care that they're there. I just don't... I am a person who doesn't like people... I don't like people to think ill of me. Um, that is just the... I mean, I probably expect that, you know, if you've listened to this show enough and you hear me say that, you can understand that about me. Like, I've probably shown that kind of a feeling. But, like, I don't like people to, to think something of me and it's not true. And I really don't want people to think that I have done this because that is a... Like a... I think people doing this genuinely, like they do this because they want that, I think it's kind of a bit of a weird thing. You know, like if yeah. I saw someone, like if I saw you do this, if I know, if I looked at your follow account, you had 5,000 more followers than yesterday and I could see that there was, you know, everybody there was clearly like a spam account or a fake account. I'd be like, 
Casey, really? Like, what are you doing? Like, are you that self-important that you have to buy more followers to increase the way that you look to the world? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's my thing. Look, I wanted to address it because I just wanted to address it. And And I can't state enough how much I don't want the person that's done this to feel bad unless they did this with evil intentions, then, you know, if you did it with evil intentions, then, you know, whatever. Uh, But if, you know, you did this to to be fun or whatever, then that's fine. But this is, I wanted to bring it up because it's one of those scenarios of things which as your life changes and as your public, it it makes you have to think about some of the stuff that you do, I think. Yeah, and and like you said earlier, you don't want to take this as a sign that you have to be more reserved on this show because the whole point of the show is to be raw. And that would really change the show if you started to hold back. And I wanted to um, steal uh, Stephen Hackett, uh, dear friend of the show and co-founder of Relay, uh, something that he said in the chat. He said, Twitter followers are a nice, authentic way to see how things are going for your public nerd life. And I think that's fair. And as someone who will, and now I'm talking about myself, as someone who will always have a little chip on his shoulder about um, maybe having shortcut or not having earned my place where I am today, I would feel mortified if somebody had done this to me and thus it looked like I was trying to cheat my way into being more important. And I would hate for anyone to get that opinion of me because whatever importance I may or may not have, I can say with an honest heart, I may have been given um, a little bit of a shortcut in the beginning, or maybe a lot bit of a shortcut in the beginning, but I've worked very hard since then to to earn you know, every Twitter follower I have and to earn every listener that I have. And, and so I would hate to appear inauthentic um, because I, that's something I'm so sensitive to in the first place. And I think I, I don't know if the sensitivity is the same in you, but I think in general, I speak for you in saying all those things. So it might be Carl in the chat room has also made a good, a good point um, that if he looked at my account and saw a bunch of fake spam counts, it would just think that I'd just been caught up in something. Yeah, that's not unreasonable. I, my fair, concern though is like, if you, if you kept going, right, you see 3000 of them in a row, right? I think that's where it starts to get a bit weird. Yeah. And I, I guess, I don't know, in, in the end of the day, you just don't want to appear as though you've you've been a part of something that's not on the up and up. And um, Pillow Pie makes an interesting point in the chat. Um, followers, like any quote unquote audience, don't necessarily reflect the individual. I think that's true, but it's also untrue in that, you know, if you have a bunch of nerd followers, then you're probably someone who talks about nerdy things. If you have a bunch of celebrity followers, then you're probably famous in some way, shape or form. But you know, if you have a bunch of jerks that follow you, that doesn't by necessity mean that you're a jerk. It just means maybe you say controversial things or something like that. So it's a very, you know, double-edged sword. I don't know. We can we can kind of let this go, but um, I, I am sorry to hear that this has happened to you. It, it, it is a... It's one could, of the weirder things that has happened to me yeah. uh, in the past five years, I must say, because it is just a strange thing that has happened and the way I feel about it is weird and it's just strange. I was uh, I've had a very weird day and I'm expecting a ton of follow up about this now and there's actually now as we're doing it I'm kind of wishing I never brought it up Uh, but there was one concern that I had and one reason why I decided I had to bring this up in case this person did it again yeah yeah. So so I'd notice it. I don't know. 
again, just to be absolutely clear, Please neither stop. Mike nor I has any interest in receiving any purchased followers. Um, the, the, we appreciate it, but no thank you. Um, no, I mean, uh, whatever harm was done, we're going to assume it was not, just like uh, Mike said, it was not malicious in intent. You know, it was just a, it was a poorly executed joke, which gosh knows I've done more than my fair share of. In fact, just about every single week, I ask you to take out some joke I've made in this very show because it just yep. it fell like a lead balloon. And uh, I'd say one out of every five weeks, not only do I ask you to take a, jo- a bad joke out of the show, but I double down and apologize for having made that bad joke at your expense. So, and I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm saying which that is laughing. funny to me. But I, and I'm saying this laughing, but I really genuinely mean that. There has been numerous times I've said to Mike, ooh, um, that sounded way funnier in my head than I think it did after it left my mouth. And by the way, I'm sorry. That was kind of jerky of me. Uh, and I just, again, want to stress, whoever did it, you do not have to apologize to me. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. Well, again, we're going to assume honest intent and uh, just move on. So uh, with that interesting start to the day, <laughs> um, do you want to continue with follow up oh. or would you like to uh, talk about something a little bit happier? I want to take a break and then actually go on with the show that we plan to do. Okay. This episode is brought to you by lynda.com, the online learning platform with over 3,000 on-demand video courses that can help you strengthen your business, technology, and creative skills. For a free 10-day trial, visit lynda.com slash analog. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash analog. Lynda.com is for problem solvers, for the people that are curious or who just want to make things happen. Maybe you're looking to master Excel, get up and running with Java development, or maybe you want to learn Android, negotiation tactics, maybe you want to build a website, Maybe you want to learn localization for developers. Maybe you want to learn Swift programming, iOS app development, Photoshop, Illustrator, photography, portraiture. The list goes on and on. And I wanted to mix all of that up so you can see the wide breadth and depth of courses that you can find for yourself at lynda.com. They are there to feed your curious mind. And they do this by giving you access to training from top experts, people who are passionate about their teaching and really know of which they speak. You can stream any of these thousands of video courses on demand. You can learn at your own schedule and at your own pace. Their courses are structured so you can watch them from start to finish or consume them in bite-sized pieces. Also, wherever you want, you can watch them in your web browser and follow along with the great transcripts that they have and take notes as you go. Or you can also watch them on your iOS and Android devices so you can watch wherever you want to learn. So maybe on the break room, maybe on the bus, maybe on a plane you can learn all of your great lynda.com courses wherever you like and you can also create and save playlists of the courses that you want to watch to customize your own learning path and then share this with friends colleagues and team members so they can learn along with you your lynda.com membership will give you unlimited access to training on hundreds of topics for just one flat rate whether you're looking to become an industry expert you're passionate about a hobby or you just want to learn something new i would love it if you would go ahead and visit lynda.com analog and sign up for your free 10 day trial again that is lynda.com slash analog thank you so much to lynda.com for their support of this show and relay fm all right so let's do um a little bit of follow-up about one of the topics that just will not go away so jordan wrote in to share some airbnb experiences that he's had 
Uh, so I want to read a couple of these to you. I picked out some that are interesting on both sides of the fence. So uh, he breaks this down by location and then the kind of stuff that happened to him. So Santa Monica. The whole place was just recently renovated. So recently that the smell of paint was overwhelming. My wife and I became nauseous even with all the windows open. Yikes. San Francisco. We turned up to find three contractors fixing a gas leak and painting oh, the gosh. bathroom. <laughs> I wanted and wanting to return the next day to fix a light fitting. This left us with no working oven and no explanation of why the bathroom was being decorated. We had to convince the host to tell the contractors not to come back to fix the light just so we could have the place to ourselves. The apartment was disgusting. It wasn't clean. There were leftovers in the fridge and we were actually going to be staying there for 10 days. New York. The heating was jammed on. It was winter, but even with the windows open, it was painfully hot. Now, hold on. In the defense of New York, my experience in New York is that that is not an uncommon occurrence. That is not that you that a homeowner or apartment owner may not be able to influence. Sometimes these old buildings just have heat cranked so darn high that there's not a lot you can do. Now, the other instances, there were things that could have been done, but New York, 50-50. Okay. So in San Francisco, luxury apartment for four next to Dolores Park. It was magnificent. Expensive, but only affordable because other friends were willing to stay as well. So it's a good one, right? Great place. Portugal was advertised with air conditioning, but when we got there, the host tried to charge us five euros a night for the controls to turn it on, saying it was a paid extra. I've actually had that happen to me in a hotel in Crete. We refused, but yeah, but we refused, but they refused to give us the controls, and a broken freezer meant the kitchen would always have water in it. So basically, uh, Jordan, like I said to him, like, why do you do this? And he's like, it makes sense for him with the amount of traveling that he does. Obviously, he has some good experiences, some bad. Obviously, I expect that these bad experiences stuck in his mind greater than the good experiences. That would be my feeling on the on the face mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. I've been getting a bunch of this stuff, uh, people on both sides of the camp. Um, but I'm getting a lot more feedback to me about bad experiences of Airbnb. Uh, it feels like this is just kind of a thing that people take a chance on. Um, and, you know, if you're willing to put up with some of this stuff and you get the good prices, then great. But I think this is just, uh, I think we are basically, I feel like we're getting a lot of people that don't like Airbnb contact us and not as many people that do like it. But all, what all of this serves to do is this proves all of the stuff that I don't want to have to deal with. And is all of these things are less likely to happen in a hotel, I yep. think. I completely agree in, in pretty much everything you just said. And in, in, uh, for me, um, I don't want to speak for you, Mike, even though I think I probably could, but I know I am a... I'm a reformed, crazy nervous traveler. Now I'm just a nervous traveler. We've talked about this on the pe- in the past. Um, I would much rather trade a little bit of extra money for a hotel where I think this is considerably less likely to happen. It certainly has happened to me. Um, it does happen occasionally, but I've stayed in hotels a gazillion times over the course of my life, and I've had maybe three bad experiences out of those gazillion. A few friends of ours are airbnb for XOXO. Oh, really? Who's who's there mm-hmm. being? Uh, Steven and Jason are. Oh, interesting. All right. Well, maybe we can have them um, either report in or maybe they can briefly come on the show after XOXO um, and, and, and report in on how their Airbnb experiences are. Or you could just ask him. That's true. Next week. 
That's true. Uh, yes, on the show. Right. Yes, I will do that. I, I, right. I, I, for some reason, I did not put two and two together there. Yes. Um, and to that end, uh, we'll do a quick programming note. Uh, Stephen Hackett will be filling in for Mike next week while while Mike is uh, still remaining in Portland. Um, and I believe we'll be recording regular time or near regular time, but uh, you will be missing Mike and, and you will have Stephen instead. And I will talk to him on the show about Airbnb. So excellent call. Anything else on Airbnb? Not for me. All right. So we got some awesome, and I don't mean that sarcastically, feedback about aircraft thickness. Can you remind people why this is in here? Because when I saw this, I didn't remember. <laughs> and I was on the show. <laughs> yeah. So uh, episode or two ago, I don't remember which one specifically it was. I guess it was episode before last. Um, I had briefly discussed how my then-girlfriend in college was an aerospace engineer and how stunned I was that she took a class called Thin-Walled Structures, which in and of itself wasn't stunning, but the thin walled structures were freaking airplanes that's that's what the class was about so um so with regard to aircraft thickness um adam w wrote in and and this is a little bit long but i think it's worth reading um thin walled structures is an understatement there are rockets that cannot support their own weight unless they are pressurized because their tank walls are too thin now that's a rocket not an airplane but still still. Um, so now adam continues and this is uh, basically verbatim channeling my inner dr drang a factor of safety is a comparison between the stress something will see and what it's designed to take. In college, upon looking over a friend's shoulder at some aerospace engineering homework, the civil engineer ex- exclaimed, that's not a factor of safety, it's a factor of danger. The uh, target, oh wait, just kidding, not target, the bridge builders, you, <laughs> I thought that was so funny, use safety factors of three or more. In aerospace, we're usually below 1.4 unless we're not going to test it first. That's because civil engineers are... Uh, I'll use the word wimps, who solve all their design problems with more concrete and rebar. Us space boys, we hold things together with hope and crossed fingers like gentlemen. I just thought that was so funny. So uh, thank you for uh, giving us that little bit of advice for Mike as he goes across the ocean and his thin walled oh, yeah, structure. Can't wait. Can't um, wait. Maybe I'll put my hand through the the wall of the plane, <laughs> like when I yawn or something. Right, right. Um, I should say that um, I did have a brief conversation with Dr. Drang, and I think that the safety factors that Adam quoted maybe are probably a little bit off um, for both aero and civil. But nevertheless, the the general gist is is still fair that that the aerospace uh, people take a very different approach to life than. Um, then it appears that the civil guys do. And and women, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say guys. Uh, and then the other piece of feedback we got was a picture from Holger K., um, which this was submitted via Twitter. Um, this is how thick the skin of air, an aircraft is. And he has included a picture. And to my eye, I would say that's... Uh, Half a centimeter, maybe a quarter centimeter thick. Um, and I'm not even going to try an inch. It's, it's like so darn three thin. times thicker than the end of his finger, fingernail. Yeah. Yeah, the, the you know the really thin end of the fingernail. It's it's thin. So if you really want to petrify yourself, um, we, we we will put a link in the show notes and you can see how thin a thin walled structure really is. How are you feeling about that flight, Mike? Oh, I can't wait, man. So excited. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's all for thin walled structures. Um, like I, I wanted to thank Adam and uh, Holger both. I, I, Adam's yeah, Adam's thanks feedback. so much, guys. <laughs> I'm so happy to get this feedback today. Yeah, Adam's feedback I thought was hysterical, and Holger's was stunning because he had, he provided the uh, visual evidence for us, which was awesome. I'm not a nervous flyer, but there are things that sometimes can put me on edge, and I will be thinking about this. So I I look forward to how that makes me feel, if at all, on the plane. Yeah, good luck. All right, and yep. then a uh, friend of the show, Joe Steele, had some feedback for you. Uh, 
well, I was talking last week about the fact that I met Joe um, and he offered two pieces of feedback. I said that I didn't know what muffin he ate. He just had a muffin. The muffin was an apple muffin, which sounds tasty. I wish he would have told me and then I could have bought one. I did have a nice <laughs> cookie, but I would have preferred an apple muffin, I think, in that scenario. Way to drop the ball, um, Joe. Yep. And uh, so, again, I mentioned about how I didn't know he was coming into town. Joe uh, felt that he didn't want to bug me. And he made this point many, many times because he was worried that I was going to be too busy for him. But if a friend of mine who lives in Los Angeles is coming to London for a couple of days, I will find the time to to see that person. Yeah, if you have guest hosted on a show that either one of us is a part of, then you are given blanket permission to say, I am in your hometown, can we meet up? Yep. And I would actually even go so far as to say, um, if you're just a listener and our understanding of the fact that we may be too busy or may not be able to make time, if you wanted to ask if, you know, hey, I'm passing through Richmond or I'm passing through London, do you happen to have any time? I mean, I've had that happen with me in the past and I'm I would say most of the time I am able to make time to meet a listener for like coffee or something like that. Well, for me, it would be hot chocolate, but you know, get the idea. Um, and, and, you know, as long as you're very understanding, if we really honestly don't have the time, then f- I, I mean, I don't want to speak for Mike, but, um, f- but certainly feel free to ask me. Remind me, what's your caffeinated drink of choice? Uh, if I were what to, I, I, I well, see, I don't really rely on caffeine. Caffeine doesn't really do anything for me. Um, but that, you don't drink coffee. That's why. Right. Um, I do really enjoy a diet Coke with lunch. Um, and, and I really like diet Coke, but I don't require anything to wake up. I shower at night. Um, I wake up in the morning, I get out of bed, I change my clothes and I'm ready to take on the day. That's it. That's all it takes. And you know why? Because I don't believe in coffee because coffee's evil. So, you know, when you say you're ready to take on the day, like the feeling that you have that you're ready to take on the day. Mm-hmm. Imagine that multiplied, that feeling. No, but it's, it's, it's synthetic. Just imagine it. No. Can you imagine it? I can. It's, it's, it, it, you know what it feels like? It feels like having Twitter followers bought for you. <laughs> right now, Mike is reaching through the microphone to punch me in the face. And this will be one of those things that I ask him to edit out after the fact. <laughs> This week's episode is also <laughs> kindly brought to you by our friends over at Harry's. For many of us, shaving is a painful experience. Painful on the wallet and painful on the skin. Enter Harry's. Started by two guys who wanted a better product, which you didn't have to pay an arm and a leg to get. This is what Harry's does. This is what they're great at. They have great design. They have great design sensibilities. They have a design style that I love so much. It's nice and retro. It makes me feel like I'm Don Draper. When I'm holding their products in my hands, I love the way that the razors look and feel. I love the colors that they use. I love the branding on their packaging. But everything that they make is great quality and at great prices because Harry's own their own factory, right? So they own a factory in Germany, which they use to make their high-quality, high-performing blades. They're crafted by people who have been doing this for long, long times. So they've been able to find a great factory that they're able to work with and then buy because they love their products so much and wanted to make sure that they always had them. Harry's razor offer a high quality shave at about half the price of the other big brand blades because they own the whole stack. They will even ship for free to your front doorstep. Harry's starter set is an amazing deal which is $15. You'll get a razor, moisturizing shave cream or foaming shave gel and three razor blades in a lovely little package. And in a minute I'm going to tell you how you can get that for just $10. On an on average an everyday shaver who uses Harry's products will save $150 each 
year. And with Harry's, your satisfaction is guaranteed because that is something that's important to them. Um, I would like to mention one of the products that I love that Harry's makes. You can pick when you get that starter, starter set, the shave cream or foaming shave gel. I really like the foaming shave gel because it comes in like a, a canister and you just squirt the gel into your hands. You rub your hands together and it turns into foam. I, I just love the magic of it. It's like I have a magic trick every time I use my Harry's product. So like, <laughs> as people know, as people know from last week, we should talk about this in a moment, I have a beard, right? But there are the edges. You need to take care of the edges like the neck and the cheeks and stuff like that. And I use my Harry's products for that kind of stuff. you got to stay looking sharp is what people tell me. So that's what I use my Harry's products for. You can experience a clean, close, comfortable shave with Harry's. Go to harrys.com and they will give you $5 off if you type in the coupon code ANALOG with your first purchase. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com and the code ANALOG at checkout for $5 off and start shaving better today. Thank you so much to Harry's for their support. So what did you what did you think of my uh, my uh, trim look? I quite enjoyed the trimmed mic. It's uh, it's the new mic and it's the trim mic, and I I think it looked uh, considerably better. I, I I think it looks good. So I was at my barber's when I was having it done, and uh, I knew I was going to get my hair cut in this way because I do like having my hair cut short like that. And it was like, what do you want done to the beard? And all that was rattling around in my mind was just the. Comments and opinions of people on the internet, oh, and see, I was that's like, terrible. "Not in a bad way, not okay, in a bad way." Okay. And I was like, "Let's go for a change." So I asked him to do it nice and short, and I think it came out really well. However, there was this one moment where he cut my hair first, and I had that massive beard, and I felt like a king. <laughs> I thought it looked amazing. <laughs> I looked like a jungle man. I loved it. But uh, I asked him to get rid of it. And then I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to see how far I grow out again. And then maybe I'm going to keep it a bit shorter. Maybe I'm going to let it grow back out. I don't know. I haven't decided. Uh, But this is where I am. As I said, I tried to make clear, but I don't think anybody cared or wanted to listen. Uh, That was a a abnormal amount of hair because I was waiting in between trips to get it to get it done. Understandable. Um, no, it, it, I thought it looked good. Uh, what did Adina think? Was she satisfied or was she a little disappointed to have lost on the uh, tremendous beard? She likes it, and I can't tell if she was less happy with the beard before <laughs> than she let on, but she seems she seems very happy with the current look. Good, good, good. Well, because in the end of the day, it's the two of you are the only ones that really matter. So, no, she's the only one that matters. Well, that's, that's how I feel. Because that's how, like, my feeling is I think it's more important to her how I look than me because she's the one that has to look at me. Sure. That's how I feel anyway. Yeah, I I can get behind that. So you've got some questions for me. Yes, this is actually an excellent segue because um, we, I would like to talk to you about Adina for a little while. Um, You are traveling to the United States uh, in just a couple of I can feel her listening to this and recoiling as you said that. In fact, I could feel that (laughs) when I said that, which is uh, slightly alarming, but we'll we'll go with it. So sorry, Adina, but uh, we're we're just going to have to ask you to roll with it on this one. Um, So you're traveling to the United States in just a couple of days. Is that correct? Uh, Yep. It's Monday as we record this, and we head off out the door at 5 a.m. on Wednesday morning. Oh my. Which is why we usually record this show on Tuesdays, and I begged Casey to record it with me on Monday because <laughs> I, otherwise I'd have had about three hours sleep. Yeah, that would not have been good. Not a Ew. good idea at all. 
Um, so yeah, so you are traveling just a couple of days and you are bringing Adina with you, or I, I don't know if I should phrase it that way, but the two of you are traveling together. Yeah, we are going away together. She's not being dragged along. Right. And so is this her first trip to the United States? Yes. She had to go through a big visa process, like going to the American embassy, having an interview, and then getting a visa granted because of her nationality. Oh, God. America's so... We're the worst with letting people yep. in. I mean, it's, it's like... just don't it's, want us. Oh, it's the one, we're a melting pot, and yet all we do is tell everyone to go home. God, we're the worst. Yep. Anyway, okay, so um, a question that I did not put in the show notes because it just occurred to me just now. What did you tell Adina about America? Uh, okay, this question seems to <laughs> hint at the fact that she could have had no uh, access to cult- American cultural touchstones. No, 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 of course, but, you know, it's one thing... <laughs> I haven't told her anything. Well, yeah, really? Because it's one thing, like... I don't know. Even if I'm going to, let's use a, a really weird example. If I'm going, if I'm going to a restaurant that Aaron has been to and I haven't, I'll ask her, "Oh, what did you have? What was good? Did you know? Did, did you enjoy it? Was it oh, neat okay, inside?" Right. So, so, and then that's a silly example, but you know, just because she's she's familiar with America, the, the perception of American culture that that we give by way of our media, that doesn't mean that. You haven't said to her, you know what? It's true. Everyone's fat. Or, you know what? It's BS. They're not as fat as, as we make them out to be. You know, uh, they, they do put cheese on everything, except it's not really cheese. It's something. It's pasteurized cheese product. You know, uh, 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 was there anything that you went through that, that either to confirm or deny the perceptions that, that you guys may have of Americans? So, uh, I think it's difficult for me to think of exactly what I may have said or may not have said. Um I I think probably one of the things I would have said is that ever I find in general everybody to be really nice in America, especially in retail locations, uh, much more pleasant and friendly than people in UK retail locations. Um, I think I maybe just told her stuff about Portland because that's where we're going, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Portland isn't like the rest of America in many ways. It doesn't have a lot of the same. Um, conventions like she really wants to go to a walmart but i don't know if we're going to be able to do that like she wants to go to one of these gigantic supermarkets just to see what it's like that's a very odd request but i can understand it no see this is what you don't understand like people from outside of america one of the things that pretty much we all want to see is the ridiculous american thing so the first time i went to america all i wanted to do was see malls I wanted to go to a lot of malls and just look at them because you guys do things in a very, very different way to the rest of America. Um, you mean the rest of the world? Sorry. Yeah. You do things in a very, very different way to the rest of the world. And I wanted to just see that sort of stuff. That's understandable. Um, Stephen Hackett in the chat made an excellent point, and I could not possibly agree with him more. If there happens to be a Bass Pro Shop in Portland, and it's accessible um, from where you are by way of like trans- a public transport or you know, Uber or something, I, it looks like there isn't one there. But Bass no. Pro Shops... No, if is- I, I want to take her to a Bass Pro Shop, it's got to be the one in Memphis that I went to, which is like an amusement park. Okay, that's what I was going to say, is that Bass Pro yeah. is kind of half amusement amusement park half walmart it is the most ridiculous thing that i've ever seen and it's kind of magical if i'm honest it 
I don't think I've ever seen anything as as insane as a Bass Pro Shop. So yeah, I mean that's so the thing is like that is the kind of America which is like okay. Oh god, here we go. <laughs> super weird, super weird guns and hunting and assault rifles and machetes and there's children around and there's boats and there's quad bikes, and there were alligators, real-life alligators in the one that I went to. Like, that is like a whole other level of America like that we are not even getting close to touching in this scenario. Yeah. So one of the, re- one of the things that I haven't had to do a lot about in regards to this, and uh, Mrs. Soup in the chat room asked this, has Adina seen Portlandia? She loves Portlandia. So all I've had to do is confirm how much of that show is accurate, which is an incredible amount. <laughs> so I that's that's kind of one of the big things for her is she's very excited to be in, in and around that scenario. Uh, we're a little bit hipstery, I think, as a couple. So we're very much looking forward to partaking in that part of the Portland culture as well. So Fair enough. It's um it's interesting because you know, I'm trying. We've talked about this in the past, but we, you know, Americans have odd stereotypes of British people. You know, oh, they all have terrible teeth, and the food is all bad. And and I don't think either of those is really true. I thought the food was phenomenal, and I think you guys have just teeth. I don't think I don't see what the issue is. But, anyways, uh, I was just curious if there was anything funny or interesting about America. Um, I have never been to Portland. Um, the only place I've been, um, or the only the only state I've been to on the West Coast is. Um, is California. And I've been to a few places in California, but I've never been to Washington state. I've never been to uh, Oregon, uh, Oregon, however they pronounce it out there. Um, and I'd love to go sometime, but um, I- I've never been. So I'd be just, I'd probably be even more clueless than Indiana because I've never seen Portlandia either. So it's oh, a great show. Uh, yeah. I would, I would be totally confused. All I know is that the, what is it? The nineties are alive. And what's that the song? Dream of the nineties are alive. Yeah. In Portland. I've seen that. I've seen that little clip, but that's about it. Anyway, okay, so let, moving on. Uh, this is your first uh, across-the-pond trip together, is that fair to say? Because you've gone within Europe to v- various other countries, uh, including to Italy and not having visited Federico, but you have never been to uh, across the Atlantic together? Yeah, this is this is Adina's first trip outside of Europe. Oh, oh, that's intense. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Europe's a big place, Casey. No, I know that you is. guys think of it as like, a, like just the size of Texas. There's a lot of stuff going on in Europe. It's, it's adorably large. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna get so yeah, much okay. email. Oh, we're gonna get so much email. Okay, um, ha- so has she met? Has Adina met any of your podcasting friends? Like, for example, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this is no. But just as an illustrative example, was she there for your breakfast with Joe Steele? No, but she has met Gray. Oh, excellent. Okay, and but Gray isn't gonna be at this particular event, right? No. Okay, but is, is that the only? Is Gray the only person that that she has met? I think so. Oh, see, so th- Matt. She's met Matt. Oh, well, that makes sense because Matt's over there yeah. fairly frequently. Um, and one of the one of the best parts of the almost pre-baby trip that we did, um, it was almost like a baby moon trip that we did, Aaron and I, um, to L.A. and then San Francisco. Um, unfortunately, Aaron had to leave before a lot of my friends got in, like you, Mike. But um, but she was able to meet a handful of um, our mutual friends. And it was really awesome for her to be able to finally put faces with these names that I'm talking about constantly. And then um, when Marco threw a party a few months later, um, shortly before Declan was born, in fact, it was just almost exactly a year ago now, um, 
Marco threw a party and we were able to go and she met a lot of the other people that she hasn't met. Um, unfortunately still hasn't met you, which makes me super sad, but, um, Mm -hmm. but it, it's really fun for me. And I presume you feel the same way to be able to introduce, you know, the person you love most dearly in the world to some of the friends that you love most dearly in the world. And, uh, I got to imagine you're super looking forward to that. It's the thing I'm most excited about for the trip. Because I love seeing people. I love seeing people anyway. It's pretty much the main reason why I do any of these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's so many people gonna uh, going to EXO. Not you, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, there are so many people going to EXO that I love very dearly. That it will be fantastic for Adina to meet them. I'm very excited about that. Uh, she's probably going to have a bit of a whirlwind of a time. Right? Mm-hmm. Here, here's 5,000 people. I mean, the good thing is she knows all the names, right? She just has to put the faces to them. That's it. Does she listen to most of your shows? Like, for example, I'm not going to be there, unfortunately, which I'm super sad about as well. But, you know, if she had met me, she would at least, you know, sort of kind of know me from having listened to this show. Does she listen to any of the others? She's listened to a selection of everything. Oh, excellent. But she doesn't listen to everything still. So okay. there are a few shows that she listens to every episode of, uh, but not not all the shows, not all the great shows. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, real-time follow-up, the um, area of Europe versus the United States, as kindly linked by Tenebae in the chat, uh, Europe is 2.3 million square miles. Uh, the United States is 3.7 million square miles. USA, USA. Oh, and uh, DOG, that's capital D-O-double-G, says that Europe is apparently 10 Texases or Texi, depending on how you pluralize Texas. What I would like to know mm-hmm. in response to that mm-hmm. is how much in compare if you compare them of each country's land mass is unused. Oh, it's a very fair question. Very, 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 very fair question. Because I would hazard that there is more of Europe used than America. Oh, goodness, yes. Absolutely. So... Yeah, it's you not. You are up. You are up. <laughs> it is certainly not an apples to apples comparison. I'm just giving you a hard time. No. All right. Um... It's like a, an apples to le apples <laughs> comparison. All right, we got to move on. Couldn't, uh, couldn't think of the w- French word for apple. I don't know it offhand. Congratulations, uh, 15-year-old Mike. Yeah, way to go. Um, Didn't you listen said, in French class. You said that you were looking most forward to introducing Adina to all your friends. What do you think she is most looking forward to? Is she most looking forward just to being in America? Or maybe not even America, just leaving Europe? Or is she looking forward to meeting the friends? I know you're... I'm asking you to put words in her mouth, but from what you can tell, what do you think she's most excited for? I think she just is most looking forward to a trip. Yeah, then that's fair. You know, that's completely like, fair. So uh, she hasn't been away like on a proper trip. Uh, since we went to Italy a year ago, oh, goodness. pretty much exactly a year ago, because mm-hmm. uh, the, the the new iPhones came out during that time. Uh, I didn't go to EXO because we were in Italy, so it was it was a year ago exactly. Oh, okay. So she's ready for a darn vacation, a holiday. Yep, yep. We've done little things, but not like proper trips. She's looking forward to EXO. She's looking forward to meeting people. She's really looking forward to seeing Portland and going to America for her first time. All that stuff. It's gonna be. It's gonna be good fun. All right. My final question that I had to ask, and then certainly you you can have a moment to uh, share anything else you want to share. Um, I'm going to read to you exactly what I wrote in the show notes. Uh, are you really going to discuss moving to Portland? You shouldn't. You should move to Richmond. I don't think we're gonna have that conversation. Uh, I I will show her hopefully the reasons why it's a place I would like to be, but I think that that our uh, timeline has shifted quite significantly 
uh, we are both very dead set now on buying a home here mm-hmm. uh, and then seeing where the future leads. Fair enough. Um, but right now, I mean, I know that my, my own feelings about this have changed, uh, that I, I want to live in, in England for a few more years, I think. That makes me extremely sad, but I totally understand. Yeah, I, th- I think I think I would like to start a family here. Uh, if she's going to be working, you absolutely want to start a family there. You do not want yeah. any part of doing that here, uh, yeah. which, again, is a really unfortunate um, problem with America, but it is what it is. All right. Uh, any other USA. thoughts about – yeah, tell me about it. Any other thoughts about your trip to the United States of America, to Portland? Um, any other things you'd like to share? I'm not looking forward to the journey. Uh, what's the route? Uh, via Vancouver. So Heathrow, Vancouver, Portland? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not easy, and it's going to be a two very, very long plane rides, but yeah. it could be a lot worse. It's not like, you know, Vancouver to O'Hare to Detroit to, you know, Portland or anything crazy. Oh, like yeah, that. there were routes like that. I just wish we could get a direct. Yeah, you know? well, it's it's a long way, man. I mean, you got to cross an ocean and then cross a country, which is pretty much as yeah, far no, as the I ocean. Can, I can go direct to San Francisco. Yeah, that blows my mind. I, I know that you do that often, and it just blows my mind that that's an option. How long is that flight? Like 12, 13 no, hours? No, it's like 10 hours. Like, so it, it takes it? like, yeah. Huh, that's stunning. Because it takes it, me six to cross the country, and I thought it was six from here to London. So It only takes four hours to get to New York, four or five. No, I've said that wrong. It's about five hours to get to New York. But depending on the, the, the route that you take, yeah, it takes 10 hours to get to San Francisco. Man, that's that's crazy. There's well, winds behind you, man. Uh, Not westbound, it's not. There's a wind. You go the other way around. We go over Russia. No, we don't really. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Planes, they're thin. I don't know. Fair That's enough. all I know. Well, actually, I remember the one of the first times I went overseas, um, I noticed that instead of making just a, a direct lateral flight, we went up near the pole. And I presume, I, I don't remember geography well enough to use proper terminology, but I presume... Oh, yeah. I always go up and down. Always right. up and down. Yeah. Right. And that's because you can cover more effective ground by going to the thinner, for lack of a better word, part of the planet than crossing the wide In my brain, planet. right? This is the way this works in my brain. I know there is no science to this. Please don't write in to tell me I'm wrong, because I know I am. Like, in my brain, if you go up, like, the world moves underneath you, right? <laughs> and then you just come down again, and it's right. no problem. You've made it. Yeah. Like, you just stay still, and the world moves. It moves faster than the plane can go, and then you just land. Problem Job solved. done. That's how planes work. <laughs> you heard it here first, kids. Uh, no, I'm, I'm excited to have you in the same continent, the same country as me. I'm super sad that I'm not going to be able to be there. Um, I thought about going to XOXO. I've heard nothing but good things about it. I know that pretty much half of my uh, podcaster friends, or if not more, um, are going to be there. Like A lot of Relay is going to be there. But um, there's only but so much time I can take off from work and only so much time I can spend away from the family. So... I didn't think it was the right answer for this year, but um, I do hope you have a great time, um, and, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing all the pictures of all my friends together and crying about it. I'm sorry. Uh, I really sorry. wish you were coming, but... Yeah, I do too. I'm still going to hold out hope that you'll surprise me. Uh, I'll wait until Friday, yeah. and then, uh, I'll, then I'll give up. Yeah, you <laughs> probably don't want to put too many eggs in that basket. That's all right. I'll though. put... a. Very small leg in that basket. Fair enough. All right, why don't you uh, tell me about Relay Your Feels and uh, who are sponsors for Relay Your Feels this week? 
Carrying on with the America vibe, we've got FanDuel back again. Oh, right. So it is finally, Casey, my understanding, we're in the opening week of the NFL regular season now. That is correct. And actually, as we record this, my beloved Virginia Tech Hokies, which are college football, but uh, they, they are playing their opening game tonight against the uh, Ohio State losers, uh, idiots, uh, Buckeyes. And um, and so that's going to happen tonight. Uh, we beat them last year in our opening game. Back, oh, it was... Um, their, their only loss of the year, if I'm not mistaken, because they are the uh, reigning national champions, which means we are going to get trounced tonight, which I'm not looking forward to. But I have to remain enthusiastic. And then that's tonight, which is Monday. And then uh, this weekend, New York Giants playing the Cowboys, if uh, memory serves, which is always an interesting game because they're one of our big rivals. Very much looking forward to it, Mike. This is the last chance to join FanDuel before the opening weekend. Fantasy football is something, it's exploding. Everybody's playing it. I'm seeing a bunch of, uh, now I'm aware of it, right, because I found you. I'm seeing people tweeting about it. I'm seeing, I saw a friend of mine uh, was tweeting today a picture of his laptop, and in the background was FanDuel. Like, he was playing, he was setting up his league, or whatever it is that you do. Do you set up teams or leagues? How does this even work? I yeah, don't even know, yeah. Casey. It's, everyone has a different kind of version of it. Generally speaking, you set up a team, and based on the performance of individual players on your quote-unquote team, you earn points. So if if I have a running back that that scores a touchdown, that person will earn me a series of points. So it's it's very weird and convoluted, but it starts to make sense pretty quickly. I believe the teams is what you build with FanDuel, right? You want to, you want to get involved in that fantasy football. It's not just for huge sports nuts; it's for every fan. Anyone can enjoy and play along on FanDuel because also you can make yourself some money as well. FanDuel is the leader in one week fantasy football with more winners and more payouts than any other site. They are paying out over seventy five million dollars a week Good this group. football season. It's huge. Building a team is super easy. You just pick your players. You stay under the salary cap and sit back on Sunday and watch your team win and then the money roll in. Entry fees start at just $1. Anyone can play. Have you built your team for week one yet? You want to let us know if you're playing? I'm interested to see a bit more about this. Send us a tweet or something. You can use the hashtag back and they'll know that you're tweeting about it. But I'm becoming more and more interested in understanding exactly what this stuff is all about. So go to fanduel.com, click the microphone in the upper right-hand corner, use the code analog and sign up. And there's a special offer for new users. For every dollar you deposit, Fanduel will match it with up to $200 that gets earned as you play. That's a bonus of $200, people. The offer is only good for the first 50 people that sign up using the code analog. So don't forget, that special code. FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Sign up today. All right. So let's do some Relay Your Fields. The first one comes in from Seb. Is Twitter less present in your lives since the two of us are using Slack for hanging out with friends uh, and Relay co-hosts? I think maybe. Yeah. I I feel like I don't need to interact with uh, those people on Twitter so much anymore. Right, because we just talk to each other. Like, I don't think me and you interact on Twitter as much as we used to. Mm-mm. Which is probably good for anyone that follows the two Good for us. everybody. Right. Good for everyone. <laughs> so we have a lot of those silly conversations that you don't want to see uh, in our Slack. Look, me and you don't even really iMessage anymore. No, which I, I'm, I mean, we I, if we talk, it's generally uh, in Slack. It's not that we don't talk, but... Um, I think having the show, we we get a lot of those feels out on the show. And um, generally speaking, I think 
if we have something that we're going to say to one another, often but not always, we'll just say it in the, the in the kind of communal room in our Slack channel. Um, just because oftentimes, you know, we're, we're well, we're always amongst amongst friends, and oftentimes it's like, well, you know, maybe somebody else will find something amusing about this too. Um, to answer the question, I don't know if I'd say it's less present, but I think where I get, I definitely get good and bad out of Twitter. Um, I think I receive and seek less good from Twitter now because I have this other place that's like exclusively good. Um, but I still pay very close attention to Twitter, probably too close, in fact. Um, and I don't want to go on and I want to clarify your use of the word exclusively. Okay. Uh, that you mean that there's all good in there, not that it's good because it's exclusive. Oh, sorry. Yes, absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Um, it's just that we're all friends, you know, and, and you're not going to get a random drive-by from someone that's a friend. Or if you do, you're going to be able to assume honest intent and probably be right about it. You know, if if, if I say something and then Stephen comes in and says something snarky, he can get away with that because we're we're good friends. You know, it's it's not the same sort of thing when some random person on Twitter drives by and says something snarky. And I'm like, well, who, who the crap is this person? You know, um, thank you. Good clarification. But yeah, I, I love our little Slack. Um, it Our Relay Slack isn't, what makes it so wonderful is not because these specific individuals are there, but it's because it's a group of people that we, that all like and know each other. And, and so if you have a group of people that are perhaps geographically uh, disparate and you want to hang out and have this sort of same experience, there's nothing stopping you from, you know, setting up your own Slack channel or hip chat channel or whatever. Um, there are a bunch of community channels that exist. Like don't ask me how you find them, but I know they exist like mm-hmm. development community stuff and things like that. So you should search them out. Yeah, definitely. Andy asks a couple of questions. The first one is directed exclusively to you, Mr. Casey Liss. How will you guide Declan through the proper use of uh, proper and safe use of technology as he grows up? Rules, guidelines, tools. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's tough because it's so it's so much a do as I say, not as I do thing. Because I have a screen in front of me way too often, and I don't I don't say that with any pride. I really need to get better about it. Um, we try to prevent Declan from watching any sort of television. Um, we don't have him watching any sort of movies. We don't really subscribe to the Baby Einstein thing, which is a series of, well, among other things, it's a series of videos that are designed to be um, like thought-provoking and help them develop. Um, in fact, I tweeted a picture um, just a day or two ago um, on Saturday of me having college game day on um, with him in the room because I was in the room. And so that was sort of the first TV he watched um, and for more than just a minute. And to why be honest, do you do this? why do I do this? Because they, they yeah. kind of recap what games are coming up during the day. And it's just a tradition. No, 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 no. <laughs> I love that that was what you thought my question was. That why don't you have, why, why do you restrict TV so specifically? Oh, sorry. Yeah, that would have been the more obvious <laughs> Let me tell question. you about college football. Yeah, sorry, uh, <laughs> I've become really interested. <laughs> I'm very excited about football, can't you tell? Um, so uh, we, I just, I don't want to establish a bad habit up front. And there will come a time that we will plop him in front of the, the TV and put on a movie and just right, have okay. an hour to to ourselves. That time will eventually come. I'm not going to sit here and try to convince anyone, um, let alone myself, that that's not the case. But we're trying to hold out as long as we can before allowing ourselves to have that parachute. I think in part because once we know that parachute's there, we're going to pull that ripcord constantly. And I, I don't want to do that. And Aaron doesn't want to do that. Um we were talking with some friends just uh, Saturday night about 
um, the we were talking with a, a friend of a friend, and he was saying that he has a um, a nineteen year old son who is a sophomore in college and does not have a smartphone. And everyone around the table just kind of Whoa. fell over. Like, how is that even possible? And he said, basically, I don't. He doesn't need it. He's in college. What does he need it for? And if he wants it so bad, he'll pay for it. I don't everything. think he needs it for everything. Well, and that's the thing. I don't think I would. He's go, in college. Right, I don't think <laughs> I would go so to that extreme. It, I don't think I would go to that extreme. But I admired the fact that he had stuck to his guns and had that resolve. I I don't think I'm going to be near that strict a parent. I don't think Aaron will be near that strict a parent. But we are trying, trying very hard to set good habits, not only for Declan but for ourselves up front, and we'll see how it goes. And plus, it's one of those things where. You know, when I was in school, I didn't have a cell phone at first. When I had one, it could barely even make a phone call. But the difference is that was in the early 2000s, and it's now the mid-2010s. You know, so things have changed. But I don't know. It's it's hard. We'll see what happens. Okay. Do you think that you would use, like, when he's old enough, I mean, it's so hard to say, but when he's old enough to have access to the internet, do you think you would use parental lock software controls and stuff like that i've gone back and forth about that a lot um i feel like as young ages like i i mean i have no way of knowing how i'm gonna feel in however many years it will be but i feel like very young like just because you could happen upon things accidentally but gets a certain age i don't know what that age is and you're like you just gotta let kids be kids and learn about the world in the same way that i did right but uh because, you know, I know that I didn't have any kind of parental guidance locks and controls and stuff, and, and I'm a well, relatively well-adjusted human being. So, yeah, I changed it relatively. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like at a certain age, uh, it may have been better for me to not necessarily come across some things that I did. Yeah, I, I completely agree with everything you're saying. And I haven't really talked to Aaron about this because it's so far in the future. But, sure. you know, sitting here now, I would think that... I it, my vote would probably be if we use any sort of parental control at all it will be only until you know their their teenage years at which point I think you know there would be some strict conversations about what's appropriate sure. and what's yep. not appropriate and and I don't know I feel like my parents trusted us a lot they they were very good about choosing their battles and if mom and dad wanted to win a fight there was no stopping them from winning that fight. And that might sound silly, but, you know, uh, even with a little baby, it's easy to see how, you know, um, it, it's easy to cave and just stop arguing about it and just move on with your day. But, you know, generally speaking, my parents, they, they would, I don't want to say cave necessarily, but they would realize that, oh, this fight really isn't that big a deal. You want another cookie? Fine, have another damn cookie. It's not going to really make or break anything. But for things that were important, they put their foot down and put it down hard. And I think having those strict boundaries were were important for the three of us, myself, my two younger brothers growing up. And so because there was quite a bit of trust coming from mom and dad, um, I also kind of trusted mom and dad that if they really feel that importantly or they feel that strongly about something, then I should probably listen. And to be honest, when I was growing up, I mean, I did stupid stuff. Everyone's a teenager. Everyone does stupid stuff. But Nothing that I did was really that egregiously stupid. Like, I never smoked. Um, I've never tried any drug other than alcohol, um, mostly because I'm scared of it. But, I mean, I, I just, like, I've never, I've never had marijuana ever, 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 ever. And, and I would probably say that because it's a, such a public forum and I don't want to get myself in trouble. But it's also the truth. I've never tried it. And, 
And I think it's just because I, I didn't feel oppressed growing up. And so I didn't feel this like need to break out of the, the, the rules that were shackling me down because the rules that shackled me down were, I could tell were there because they probably should have been there. Um, and since Aaron was a pretty straight arrow and I was a pretty straight arrow, that means Declan is going, we're screwed. Declan's just, I'm sure it's just skipped a generation and he's going to be a terror, but hopefully not. <laughs> I'm sure you two will do fine. We'll see. All right. And Andy also asked, uh, where do we see ourselves professionally in five years, 10 years, 20 years? Oh, God. I, I no don't idea. know. I just know what I hope. And what I hope is that I'm still doing the job that I want to do. Because, again, like, I don't even know if it's this. Like, in 20 years' time, like, podcasting could be something completely different, right? Yeah. It might not even be this. Like, I might be on TV. Like, you know. Yeah. I might be hosting Beats too. Uh, <laughs> nobody knows. But all I, all I know is I, I currently do the job that I want to do. And I just hope that I'm able to continue... Uh, making a good living um, doing whatever it is I want to do. Yeah, I second that. Um, the The simple answer to this question is I hope I'm happy in doing whatever it is that takes me away from my family. Um, if, if that's being independent, sweet. If that's working for the man, sweet. I hope that whatever it is that I'm doing, I am content and happy with it. Um, I think on and off lately, I've been less content and less happy with my work situation. Um, and I'm trying to find the right balance, and I'm not sure that I have, and I'm not sure that I will, but I hope that whatever I'm doing in five or 10 or 20 years, that I have found the right balance between doing things that take me away from my family and what those things are and being with my family. I want to make another clarification. Mm -hmm. When you say doing things that take you away from your family, I just because it initially sounded to me like you want to have something that will take you away. Oh, no, 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 certainly not. You know, rather than what I expect you to mean, which is the thing that does take you away. Sure. I hope it's a good thing. Yeah, exactly. And, um, if something has to, let's make it good. Right. And I'm glad that you're paying attention today because apparently I'm not, and I appreciate it. Um, no, that's exactly right. <laughs> I'm like an you eagle know, you today. Are, you are an eagle, my friend. Eagle-eared, um, clearly. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm eagle-eared. You're, you're bat-eared and eagle-eyed. Um, but anyway, but no, that's exactly right. I mean, the way I look at it is, if I was left to my own devices and didn't need money in order to survive, I would spend all my time with my family. And clearly, that's not the way the world works. So if I need to do anything to make money, and if that thing takes me away from my family, which it presumably would, I hope whatever that thing is, I find the right balance between it and being with my family. And whatever that, that it is that I'm doing, I hope that I enjoy it. Cool. I think that about wraps up this episode. I think so. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks again to our sponsors for this week's show, FanDuel, Harry's, and Linda.com. And we'll be back next time. The I'm back is in two times, but next time <laughs> you'll be there and Stephen will be here too. Thank you, Casey Liss. Thank you, Mike. And uh, safe travels to Portland. Say hi to all our friends for me. I will. I'll see you later, Mike. Bye.